Hey, what's going on, everybody? I hope you guys are having a fantastic day. You're listening to Wicked Sources, the podcast. I'm your host, Mike, broadcasting live from Los Angeles. Every week, I bring you news information that could affect you, including alternative products that can bring a little comfort to your life. For our awesome culture and community of smokers, vapors, stoners, and all-around hippies, if you like what you hear and you want to stick around, consider subscribing. Before I begin today's podcast, I want to shout out my sponsor, Anchor.fm. If you've ever wondered about starting a podcast, now is the best time. Anchor.fm allows you to record, add music, transitions, and so much more. They'll even help you distribute your podcast to multiple platforms, all automatically. Anchor.fm. Try it today. Today, we're going to talk about cannabis legalization and where we are currently. It looks like Congress is trying to pass laws to improve the banking situation for cannabis, and they want to focus on that before they move any further. So, all right, so here we are. Congress should pass marijuana banking as legalization support builds, black small business owners say. Man, that looks good, doesn't it? Some key lawmakers and legalization advocates argue that passing cannabis banking reform before justice-focused federal legalization is going to exclusively benefit large companies, but a group of small marijuana business owners aren't buying it, and they're making the case that the incremental policy change could actually help support social equity efforts. The U.S. Cannabis Council, USCC, hosted several black marijuana entrepreneurs at an event titled unsafe banking and cannabis, the real-life impact on public safety and social equity on Thursday. Participants responded to concerns expressed by Senator Cory Booker and others who have resisted advancing legalization that simply protects banks that work with state legal marijuana businesses while broader justice-focused legalization is still pending. Steve Hawkins, CEO of USCC said that while stakeholders are cognizant of the concerns Booker and others have raised, the current lack of banking access for cannabis business is creating a redlining effect that's allowing large multi-state operators in the industry to overcome financial hurdles while shutting out smaller companies, particularly those run by people from communities most impacted by cannabis criminalization. In quotes, we are still forced with the harsh reality that we are denied access to basic financial services, he said, that has posed a significant threat to public safety as businesses around the country have faced threats because of having to deal specifically with cash. So what they're talking about there is since you can't bank, you've got warehouses stacked with cash and you need, you know, Garda or some some sort of uh, armored vehicle service to come pick up your cash day in and day out. Incredibly dangerous. In quotes, it also has posed a great barrier for entry for minority entrepreneurs who are faced with the inability to access basic financial services and the opportunity to grow their businesses that would come through basic bank loans. Hawkins, who also serves as an executive director of the Marijuana Policy Project, added as a result of not having financial services available, we are creating a redlining effect where larger companies, because they have the capacity to access more generally, 
financial services at a higher cost, but able to get some capital or able to flourish. So that's pretty interesting. And why is this interesting? Because for years there's been banking issues. I mean, even in the industry I'm in, there's uh, financial issues. You may not know this, but a lot of the stuff that I carry is considered prohibited by Visa and MasterCard. Uh, And it's been like this for a long, long time. And um, over the years, they're still targeting anybody in the cannabis industry in one form or another by denying services, credit card services, processing service uh, services. Um, and it's, an, it's no different for anybody in the cannabis industry except for, of course, the larger players. These guys have investors, they've got capital, and they can throw around that weight and that influence to get what they need taken care of. Whereas the small guy, no chance in hell. I mean, I've I've dealt with financial services for a number of years. It is not easy, and they do not care about me, let alone anybody else who is a small player. It's uh, frustrating. So, you know, the dangers that um, that Hawkins was talking about is very real. Um, here in California, since we've had it legal for so long, uh, a lot of these guys who are legitimately in the business and are licensed have to hold on to large sums of cash in their warehouses, um, including products as well. It makes them a huge target as eventually somebody figures it out, whether it's an inside job or somebody externally who notices that there's a lot of activity at this warehouse. Um, They poke and prod and find out what they do and eventually break in somehow. So the security levels uh, have to be substantially higher. The costs are higher in order to have more security. Um, But um, it becomes a very violent situation when these places are broken into. Uh, I've heard many, many stories over the years. Before we continue with the next part of this article, we're going to take a short break for our sponsors. All right, guys. Today's sponsor is by Lyft. Who's Lyft? Well, they're a company out of the East Coast that do many different things, but now they're doing Delta 8 wondering what Delta 8 is, it is legal in most states, it's derived from hemp, has lower THC levels, and higher cannabinoids like CBD, plus it's less intense than traditional cannabis. So if you've ever wanted to relax, but don't want to get blitzed from traditional cannabis because it's way too strong, this is your ticket to that peace of mind. Zero paranoia, zero anxiety. I have tested these as it is a part of my job, and I absolutely love it. It is my go-to now. If you're interested in trying them, hop on the website, artsmokeshop.com, link down below, and you can find these products for sale right now. All right, so let's continue with this article. On the one hand, there's a bipartisan bill that's passed in the House five times now in some form that would simply prevent financial institutions from being penalized by federal regulators that work with state legal cannabis businesses. Advocates believe it has the votes to pass in the Senate if only leaders would allow it to advance. On the other hand, there are comprehensive legalization bills like the one that recently cleared the House Judiciary Committee and a separate proposal from Booker, Senate Majority Leader Chuck Schumer, and Finance Committee Chairman Ron Wyden that don't necessarily have the same level of bipartisan support. Wow. 
That's a mouthful. So, Ed Perlmutter, Democrat, Colorado, sponsor of the Secure and Fair Enforcement Banking Act, also known as SAFE. They sure do love their acronyms, don't they? Other lawmakers have been arguing that Congress should enact the more modest reform as soon as possible as broader legalization builds support. The Congress, uh, the congressman has made the case that doing so is a public safety imperative as marijuana companies are currently targets of crime since they're being forced to operate on a largely cash-only basis. Perlmutter, who was originally set to speak at the USCC event before congressional scheduling uh, conflicts got in the way, uh, separately told Marijuana Moment on Thursday that cannabis-related businesses, big and small, and their employees continue to be forced to operate as high-volume cash businesses that are being targeted by violent criminals and putting communities and people at risk. Bottom line, the SAFE Banking Act is the best opportunity to enact some type of federal cannabis reform this term. By including the SAFE Banking Act in the final NDAA, we can safeguard our financial system, reduce the public safety risk in our communities, and help support veteran minority-owned businesses now, he said, referring to the fact that his legalization most recently cleared the House as an amendment to the National Defense Authorization Act. And it continues to go on. I will go ahead and link this down below for you guys. As always, it is always a pleasure covering something like this. It looks like... It looks like we might be getting some kind of legalization soon. It appears that the most important facet of all this is figuring out how to proceed with the financial services. I do agree that if that is taken care of, it will be easier overall to be able to pass some kind of laws for the entire nation in terms of decriminalization and recreationalizing cannabis as well. For whatever that may look like, we'll have to wait and see. But I can tell you that uh, this has been a long time coming, and here we are. If you found value in the video, smash that like for the algorithm, of course. And subscribe if you want to stick around for more videos.